0: It's Wednesday, February 7th, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is The Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, recently, it was my privilege to sit down with the team at Stand for Life, specifically Executive Director Hannah Sultemeyer and Communication Director Lindsay Washington. Stand for Life is an organization based out of Dallas, Texas, committed to using social media and storytelling to encourage believers in our nation to stand for life. Well, welcome. We are here with two great ladies from Stand for Life, and they are based out of Dallas, Texas. And we're just excited to have Hannah and Lindsay here. And Hannah is the director, Hannah Sultemeier. uh, And then Lindsay Washington is their communications director. And we're just first and foremost as a ministry just encouraged by everything that's going on in the Dallas area for life and uh, just for caring for orphans and foster children. And you guys are are playing a big role in in just really fostering that community of life out in Dallas. And so, Hannah, just talk a little bit about what Stand for Life does and, and how you've seen the ministry. Shape what's going on in in the Dallas area.
1: I love that. Um, So, Stand Five is a social media movement that shares stories of human dignity. Um, We have been around since August of 2015, after the undercover Planned Parenthood video is released. Jess Barfield, the founder of Stand for Life, um, she felt a stirring from the Lord when she saw the seventh video, um, and just felt that, "Hey, I want to enter into this conversation, and I want to do it with grace and empathy." But I don't know what to say. Mm. Um, And she is a photographer in Dallas. And um, it's funny, she'll tell you, but she um, doesn't love graphic design, but the Lord gave her a vision Mm. to create the life filter that is over a lot of our photos Mm. that you've seen on Stand for Life. Um, And so she went home, made this life filter, posted on her personal profile, um, Facebook profile Mm. picture. And she said, "With all the love and grace in my heart, I believe that every life is valuable." And she looked at her husband. She said, "What should I hashtag?" Uh, and she hashtagged "Stand for Life," and it went viral. Mm-hmm. Within hours, she had hundreds of messages in her Facebook inbox, in her social, mm-hmm. all of her social media inboxes, and in her personal email. People were wanting to place that filter over their photos as well to identify that. Mm. with that life is valuable and they didn't know what to say but the filter itself um, provided something to identify with yeah um, and within 72 hours they gathered a team of creatives um, a gentleman helped provide a one single page platform that would help uh, everyone filter the photos themselves through website um, instead of manually okay. filtering and um, within 72 hours over 16,000 filters
2: God.
1: were used which is just incredible that the Lord spread something so mm-hmm. quickly um, and I felt like that summer was a summer that the Lord's like, hey, I have big things for the life mm-hmm. discussion. Um, Jess and the team of creatives that helped start Stand for Life um, started realizing when they were searching through the filters that people started organically sharing their stories mm-hmm. of why they valued life, whether it was for adoption or foster care. They had walked through a teen pregnancy or crisis mm-hmm. pregnancy or their report, abortion redemption story, mm-hmm. what the Lord's done in their heart. And so Jess was like, wait, why don't we just have one platform that, has all these stories in one place to unify the voice and to bring people together to create this community. And so that was truly the birth of Steam for Life. Um, it was this platform, this community of hope um, that was created. And in the past two and a half years, we've had the honor and privilege of stewarding over 700 stories of life, wow. um, which is such a humbling thing to say. Um, but people that are sharing from so many different walks, men and women, teen moms, um, families and hmm. um, itself just sharing why they believe life is valuable. And we share everything from the first person perspective because we think that the Lord has given each of us a unique story and when you um, get to express that, it allows people to empathize and have compassion um, in a way that um, sometimes facts are hard to get through, but um, I think it's cool because hmm. the Lord wrote um, his word as hmm. a story. Yeah. Um, to seep into our hearts. And so it's been really cool to watch the Lord work through stories in a way that um, is seeping into people's mm-hmm. hearts. And it's fostered this community where we have over 30,000 people that we get to engage with on Instagram and over mm-hmm. 40,000 on Facebook. And we get to watch these people encourage each other and come together to unify the voice that every life was made in the image mm-hmm. of God. Um, and so since then, we. Um, are growing and continuing to share um, stories of life and just really excited to see where the Lord's going to bring it next and provide hope to resources around us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what's encouraging about that is, you know, really, and both of you ladies are are young and, you know, the millennial generation they're saying is the most pro-life generation uh, alive right now. Because you've seen 40 ultrasounds and mm-hmm. science, they say, science is catching up with where God has been the entire time. Yes, yeah. And, you know, the thing that I know a lot of millennials get a bad rap for is their electronic habits or the social <laughs> media. <laughs> Uh, And and my wife and I joke around that we can't keep up with the next new social media (laughs) app. You know, and the big thing, obviously, is pictures. And and we've always said picture speaks a thousand words. Mm -hmm. And so the neat thing uh, is once you get them captured by the picture, I know then you can tell the story. And pictures draw them in to really get the message. Mm -hmm. And so... uh, Maybe, you know, Lindsay, as the communications director, how have you seen the ability from showing these high-quality images to be able to then turn that into telling a true story and then sowing gospel seeds, too?
2: Right. We, um, we've we agreed with that. We've seen millennials come along and seek answers to questions that have been asked, and I um, we've seen them go to social media to find truth and find their facts. And so I think that question's kind of twofold and goes back to Hannah saying that, we tell stories from a first-person perspective um, because, as a social media movement, we've got to be sure that what we're sharing is truthful mm-hmm. and pointing people back to the gospel. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of what's on social media is not rooted in truth, and people are grabbing it, mm-hmm. running with it, forming their beliefs and opinions on it. And so, through storytelling, we've seen kind of like you're saying, the images just draw people in in a very compelling mm-hmm. way. And I think the thing that has been most clear to us is that all of a sudden, people being willing to tell their stories has put faces behind the numbers mm-hmm. of social justice social justice movements mm-hmm. before us. I think millennials have seen big numbers mm-hmm. and um, a lot of opinions and a lot to say, and they've been seeking an answer mm-hmm. for who are, the people behind these numbers and Mm -hmm. what is their life about and what is me standing up for what I believe in actually going to do. Mm -hmm. And so it's physically saying this person in front of you is who you're impacting Mm -hmm. form your beliefs based in truth and go do something about it.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I'm sure y'all gotten a lot of feedback uh, from women even Mm -hmm. who have, who have experienced abortion. It's part of their testimony. Mm -hmm. Uh, How have you seen just a simple act like stand for life, also be a redemptive act for some of these women?
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um, We have had the honor of having um, a lot of people um, follow us um, Mm -hmm. with social media. One of the cool things and hard things, is that people can interact Mm -hmm. um, and engage with what we're putting out there, what the Lord's doing through stories, doing through educational content, um, but never have to say anything. Um, And there's a very sweet storyteller who actually shared her story on Stand For Life just last year who followed us since the very beginning um, and found encouragement to share her story of Mm -hmm. abortion um, and her story of redemption on Stand For Life because she watched other people be courageous and watched other people um, speak on behalf of the gospel mm. um, that we are not defined by our sins because of Jesus. Mm. And so we have watched healing happen through Stand for Life um, and people that have navigated that part of their story and then speak out and watch other people come mm. um, and want to share. It's, it's cool when one person steps up, it brings the crowd mm. of people to feel empowered to do it as well. And we've just watched stories show hope in a way that, only the Lord can provide, right. um, and watching people be vulnerable and, um, just use their voice mm-hmm. to bring people back to Genesis one twenty seven that every life was created in the image of God through their personal narrative, um, has been extremely powerful. Um, it's really personal for me, but there is a dear friend in the same five community that, um, actually found herself in a crisis pregnancy this last fall Mm. um and she reached out to us in november and um she was just like hey i'm just gonna be really honest and straight to the point point." found myself in a crisis in august um i've known the lord my whole life Mm. i've been walking with the lord my whole life i would say i'm pro-life my whole life Mm. um i know that god um opens and closes Mm. wounds. i know that he's the creator of life i know that he's the giver of life um, and when I went to go confront my boyfriend um, that I was pregnant, I was shocked. Um, he was also a believer, but he responded with abortion multiple mm-hmm. times and she said it really wrecked me. And she said that was the first time that just the pro-life conversation became super real mm-hmm. and I had to accept this reality, wait, if I choose life, I'm going to be a single mom. Mm-hmm. Um, And she said that during this time of processing, once she realized that he wasn't in agreement with her, um, that it it was a really dark season, but Mm -hmm. she said that the Lord sweetly used um, a teen mom series that Sam for Life was sharing. Um, to sweetly speak to her, hey, if these teen moms can do it, so can you. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And so we've watched redemption work through people's story and um, this girl's sweet son is going to be here in April Mm -hmm. of this year. Um, And so it's just, we we can take no credit for it because we've just been called to be Mm -hmm. faithful um, and watch the Lord do big work through people's courage and um, their submission to him.
0: Amen. Well, I love the way that you are challenging and and channeling this tool. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, everything that the Lord gives us can either be used for good or or we can misuse it. Mm -hmm. And it's great to see you using this tool that others have misused, uh, but to use it to get the message out. And Mm -hmm. I think maybe, Lindsay, just talk a little bit because as the communications director, I know one of the biggest things is we want people to get engaged, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but they've gotta have entry ramps. You know, A lot of times people aren't gonna go from zero to 60 uh, where, okay, I'll go wrap around my my life around a teen mom or I'm gonna go mentor a young family. They've got to kind of get engaged. So how, how does the, the communication using social media really, how have you seen that spur people on to do more than just share a hashtag?
2: Yeah, we have seen a lot of people for the first time ever in their lives realize that they have a story to tell that's worth mm-hmm. telling. Um, and that they have value and that whatever they've walked through the Lord is part of their story and the Lord wrote their story and the Lord's continually writing their story. And so one of the things we've seen is the realization of, Oh, I have a story draws them to Mm -hmm. communicate with us, which has opened the door for conversation. And so we've been able to step in and say, there are other people living Mm -hmm. your same story 10 years behind you. Like, let's go find Mm -hmm. them. Let's go see Mm -hmm. what's out there. And even that, um, we've seen can be scary and so one of the things we've kind of fallen back on is hey you being willing to listen and you being willing to ask questions of other people is taking a step towards living out a Mm pro-life ethic and Mm so sit down with a friend ask them what's one thing you don't want people to know about you Mm -hmm. what motivates you to get up in the morning ask them questions Mm -hmm. that finds out who they are and why they exist Mm -hmm. and start to tell them that they're valuable because You're interested to listen Mm -hmm. and you think they have a story and you want to hear it. And so I think sometimes in this conversation, we believe, oh, I have to get up. Like you said, I have to wrap everything I have around a teen mom or I have Mm -hmm. to go serve in a clinic or I have Mm -hmm. to adopt or whatever it may be. And I think the reality in that is the Lord calls us each to very specific things. Um, And there's things that we can do every single day Mm -hmm. just in the way we live to communicate worth and value and dignity to everyone around us because they were made in the image of God. And so we've really tried to bring that out through what we've said um, to really reaffirm the fact that every single person has a story that's worth being heard. Mm -hmm. And it's our job to step in and to listen. And that does a whole lot more than I think we give anybody credit for.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I know the other thing that I've just really come to love about the millennial generation Mm -hmm is they they see a cause and and they get passionate and they put their life behind it Mm -hmm. where other generations i think are a lot more verbal and it was more about rhetoric and i'll give the rhetoric but i'm not going to get up out of bed and do something and i love the way that millennials are getting up and they're actually making a difference Mm -hmm. and so just to applaud you know and I know it's not just millennials that you're reaching, you're reaching a swath of, of people from I'm sure 70 year olds all the way down to teenagers. Um, but but Hannah, just how can people get connected with Stand for Life? What can they do to help you guys? And and how can they kind of become a part of this movement?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, one of the first and foremost is by being coming a part of our community, and um, we really want to encourage people to start to engage in these stories because, I mean, Lindsay and I could tell you, but we have weeped hours and hours um, just falling in love mm-hmm. with these people and falling in love with the story that the Lord's written for them. Um, but one of the first things is just reading these stories, something mm-hmm. that I think that um, we just don't put enough emphasis mm-hmm. on is that has written us each a specific story. And I think sometimes if we think that kind of what Lindsay was talking about, but Hey, how do, if we don't have a story where we've walked through a crisis Mm -hmm. pregnancy, or we don't know someone that has, or we don't, we haven't adopted, Mm -hmm. we haven't fostered we discredit ourselves, And I I think that's the first way that the enemy wants to attack us. And so what we're pushing on our end is for people to come in and sit and watch these stories unfold and watch the Lord work through these stories, start reading these stories, and then secondly, share them. Um, And not to be afraid of um, conversation. We really encourage people in our communities to surround themselves with people that aren't like them because it opens up a conversation for the gospel. Um, And it opens up a conversation of hope and um, if there's questions that come up that people don't know how to answer, one of the things that we encourage is, hey, it's okay to tell someone that, hey, I don't know the answer, but I'll go find it. And I think as believers, one of the biggest responsibilities that we have that we're called to is winning people over for Christ. And so if there's not an opportunity for conversation. If, they're, if your heart isn't even opened um, to the movement, um, then how can a conversation start? And right. so I think that um, one of the sweetest things that I we encourage people to do is, hey, read these stories and then share them. Um, there's also the life filters on our website. That's always a way to identify mm-hmm. with the movement. And it's with our shirts and the filter, it's been interesting because people have them over their social media profile pictures, or they've posted them on yeah. Instagram. And then people have asked, oh, it says life, LIFE. Like, what, what is this? What is this life movement? What is this life thing? Which has um, bridged a conversation, mm-hmm. a gap for the conversation to happen, um, and also one that's centered around Jesus mm-hmm. um, and centered around the beauty of how he's created us in his image and how we're image bearers. And so it's opened up this avenue to the gospel um, just through the filter itself.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I know stories are so powerful. And one of our favorite events that we do at Lifeline each year is... It's called Arc Stories, and we do it in Birmingham. And there's seven speakers that come, and they just talk about how they've encouraged uh, and cared for the orphan, the widow, the vulnerable. And I think one of the things that Stories does is a lot of times we've got people on pedestals Mm -hmm. that have stood up, or we say, well, they must have something that I don't have. Um, and and this just is is a way to see these are real people real courageous people real people with same struggles Mm. and I think uh, we just know that the the power in us is not because there's something special in us but because the gospel is living within so um, just as we close Hannah give the website and how to get engaged on social media
1: yeah absolutely so the website is standforlife.org all spelled out Um, not the number four Um, (laughs) there's lots of different websites out there and it gets confusing and then our social media handle on instagram and facebook is stand for life movement okay so at stand for life movement and then we have a twitter it's tweets by sfl Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but those would be our three main places to go and on the website we have our vimeo and our youtube connected at the bottom of the page
0: well we thank you ladies and uh just encourage everyone to be praying for the stand for life movement and the way we see these stories being shared and that these stories ultimately, like Hannah said, will be used for gospel proclamation uh, because ultimately we serve a Savior who came to give us life and life more abundantly and, and true life is found in Christ Jesus. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.